Thank you so much for joining me today on Just Praise Him Radio. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and my job is to inspire you to a closer walk with Christ. Now here's the show. Hello, believers. Welcome to the Just Praise Him radio show. I'm your host, Glenda Lomax, and the title of my message today is The Authority of the Believer, Part 2 of 2. We're talking about the authority that you have to cancel Satan's attacks, to cast out demons, uh, etc., to basically stop his attacks against you. This is, by the way, part of the spiritual warfare series that I'm teaching at my church that I am also teaching on this podcast so that y'all can also benefit from it because I've had numerous requests to do another series. Okay, so I want to tell y'all a story. There's a story from years ago about a man who was found dead in a shabby little hotel room that he rented for $3 a week. He had been a familiar sight on the streets of Chicago for about 20 years. He was always dressed in raggedy clothes and he he ate out of the garbage cans. Y'all, I apologize if there's fan noise uh, in this. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to remove it. I've got about four fans going. It is hot in the South, y'all. So one day, the neighbors realized that they had not seen this man in like two or three days. And upon checking, they found him dead in his bed. An autopsy revealed that he had died of malnutrition. Not surprising if you're eating out of a garbage can. But what was a surprise is that he was wearing a money belt around his waist that contained $23,000. Now, $23,000 is a good chunk of change now, but back then it would have been worth over $2 million, I'm sure. This man lived in poverty, peddling newspapers and eating from the trash, yet he had money the whole time. He could have lived in a nice, you know, hotel room instead of that little rundown roach coach. He could have eaten fresh, nutritious food instead of eating out the trash, but he did not use what belonged to him. We need to understand what belongs to us and how to use it, and that's what I'm going to try to teach you in this series, okay? Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hosea 4, 6, I love this scripture, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. A lack of knowledge in spiritual warfare leaves your life open to destruction because the devil knows who knows their authority and who does not. And can I just tell you, there is nothing that scares Satan more than a believer who knows how to stand in his authority. Satan knows full well that Jesus gave us authority over him, but he also knows that the majority of believers don't have a clue about that or know what to do about it if they do. Satan will take off running the other way if he meets a believer who knows how to stand in their authority. And it does not take a very discerning eye to see today that many churches are in trouble in that area. Churches are being vandalized, burned to the ground. People are falling away from the church. You know, strife and jealousy in the church and plain old apostasy. There's a lot of ways that you can affect these things with spiritual warfare as well as prayer. A lot of people have taken off the armor of God. And they stand open to all the fiery darts the enemy fires at them. Let me tell you, he fires a lot. They've ungirded their loins from the girdle of truth. America's turned away in general from the truth of God's word. A lot of people have even pulled off their helmet of salvation. They've said, no, I'm tired of the God stuff. I'm done. 
and they cast their breastplate of righteousness to the side. In 2020, I was shown a vision of broken armor, and it, it was everywhere on this one floor. And I asked the Lord, I said, what is that? What is that armor? That's broken armor? He said, broken armor. I said, why is it broken? And he said, they didn't have enough faith. And he showed me that the devil had made them doubt. They had come under attack, and they didn't have enough faith, and they didn't know how to fight off the attacks. We don't want our armor, our spiritual armor, to end up broken on the floor. To keep it from ending up there, we have to keep our shield of faith held up high. We have to make time for sharpening our spiritual sword, which is getting into the Word of God. Or you will be walking around with a rusty sword that is of no use to you when the battle gets hot. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. If you confess that scripture, that will happen. If somebody raises a weapon towards you, if Satan raises a weapon towards you, it won't come to any permanent fruition if you are confessing Isaiah 54, 17. He may do you some temporary harm, but it won't last if you'll confess that every day in your prayer time. So the authority we're talking about having is delegated power. God is the one who has the real power, but he has delegated it to us. We have the use of it while we are here on the earth if we want to use it to fight off the enemy. Or we can just let Satan attack us again and again and run all over us and our families and do nothing. Back in the 80s, when I was married to my children's father, I was a secretary. They called us secretaries back then. They call them admins now. I could schedule meetings in my boss's name. I could order supplies in my boss's name. I could say he wants this done or that done to someone who worked under him in my boss's name. I could get things done using his name. When I was married to my children's father, he did not like to write checks and pay the bills and do all the bookkeeping stuff for our finances, so I did all of that. I could live in his house because I was his wife. I could drive his car because I was his wife. I was in covenant with him so I could do things using his name. I was his wife. We, as children of God, can do things and use his name because we are his wife. Okay? You are a child of God, so you can cast out demons using his name. We can command healing and provision because sickness is never his will. Lack is not his will. And do other things that we need using his name as long as it's his will. When he commands me to move to a new place, I can command the provision to do that move because it is his will and I can use his name. If I want a brand new black four-wheel drive GMC truck, I cannot command provision for that. If I could, y'all would see it out in my driveway because I can't use his name for something that is not linked to his will or whatever. If I just want a million dollars, I cannot just command that using his name because that, unless there's a kingdom reason that he has told me to use that million dollars. And by the way, for those of you in the wilderness, let me explain something to you. This is very important. Years ago, when I was in that first wilderness and I was trying, oh, this was so bad, y'all. I was trying to scrape together enough money to buy a bag of potatoes. 
so my son and I could eat because we were sharing a house then. And I asked the Lord, I said, why, Lord, do you not just bring me the money to live without working so I can do your work? Like, why don't you just, you know, bring me $100,000 or something so I can live and not worry about work and I can do your work? And a lot of people have emailed me and asked that same question. God told me he's put me in ministry, blah, blah, blah. And he told me, you know, he took, the job is gone. And so I'm here. I don't have any money. I can't, you know, and all that. And why does he not just bring us money to? And I said, I don't know. And so do you know why he won't do that? He actually answered that question. Because if he brings you the money to live on, all of it at once, it does not require any faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. When I used to commute into Dallas when I was about 19 or 20, when I first started commuting into Dallas, there was this one intersection that in the evenings there was a police officer who would direct traffic. When he told you to go, you could go. When he told you to stop, you would stop. He had the delegated authority of his municipality to do that. We had the choice to obey or not obey, but there were serious consequences if you chose not to obey because we were all under that authority. The demons are the same way. They are under the authority of Jesus, and therefore they are under our authority because we use his authority. They can choose not to do what they're told in his name, but there are some really serious consequences for that. In fact, if you cancel one of their attacks in Jesus' name and they don't stop, the Lord will send huge angels with flaming swords to give them a little attitude adjustment. And they know it. Ephesians 6.10, Paul tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're never strong in our own. This is what he's talking about. Be strong in the power of God. Use the power he gave you. We can step in front of the devil and hold up our anointed hands and tell him to stop. Stop, Satan. You will come no closer. You will back off from my child in the name of Jesus. You will take your hands off my husband in the name of Jesus. You will stop attacking my children in the name of Jesus. You will not enter my house in the name of Jesus. You will not put pain or sickness on me in Jesus' name. My Bible says by his stripes I am already healed. Take a hike. And while we're talking about authority, over the devil to get healing, let me mention something. If you cancel assignments and attacks of sickness, pain, and disease, and you are still sick or in pain, the problem you are experiencing is likely physical and not spiritual. Anytime I war against something in my body for a while and it does not improve, I go back to the drawing board and look at it from a physical standpoint. And there are some sicknesses that we cause ourselves. The one I'm dealing with that I've dealt with for 20 years, just recently, I don't know if I told you all this story. Maybe I didn't. I was in pain one day. This is like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And I said, Lord, come on. I said, come on, you've healed me of others. So why are you not healing this? Come on. He said, I can't. I said, why? Why not? He said, because it's your fault. I said, what? He said, it's what you're eating. It's how you eat. And I was like, oh no, that's really bad. That means I have to change everything I'm eating. So Going to the doctor, that explains why it didn't help. You know, they give you a pill for this and a pill for that, but it never helps very much if it's your fault. So just be aware there are some things that we cause ourselves. Sometimes our issues are not the devil's fault as much as we would like to blame him. Sometimes our issues are our own fault. Ephesians 1 20 to 23, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, 
which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Did you catch that? Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Every name. Cancer has a name. Back pain has a name. Fibromyalgia has a name. Diseases have names. The name of Jesus is mightier than them. Just find out the name of what's tormenting you and tell it it has to submit to the name of Jesus, which is over every name, and that by his stripes you are already healed, Isaiah 53, 5, and they are trespassing. Then boot them out like you would any other trespasser. One thing you do have to bear in mind here is that if you cause the disease with your bad habits, casting out will not fix it. Example. If I eat 10 candy bars every day, which I do not, by the way, and I get diabetes, I cannot cast out diabetes because I brought it on myself if I was eating 10 candy bars a day, okay? If you eat a half a pound of bacon every morning at breakfast and you clog up all your arteries, you cannot cast out atherosclerosis. You would have to do your part to get rid of it and then ask the Lord to heal the rest. If your bad habits are making you ill in your body, no amount of deliverance is going to save you from that illness. If you overeat, for a very long time, and you gain 200 extra pounds, you cannot cast out that fat. You have to do what you have to do to get rid of it, and then ask God for the help of that. Now, he'll help you get rid of it. He'll help you to eat better, but you have to do your part, is what I'm saying. Because you cannot cast out something that you opened the door and invited in like that. As someone who has been healed before, I can tell you that healing is already yours. The Bible says it is already yours, but you must understand two things. Number one, you're not going to just abuse your body every day and then God's going to heal it. Number two, if you think Satan for his part is going to just hand it over, think again. You have to quote the word, quote the word, quote the word. When the faith that you really are healed manifests in your heart, that physical healing will start manifesting in your body, but you will have to keep quoting the word. We were raised when Christ was raised, and we have his delegated power and authority over everything that the devil can ever throw at us, but we have to use it. All our problems are not going to just lay down and give us back what's ours. We're going to have to fight for it, okay? If you want to get your children straightened out, you're going to have to fight the battles. The authority that was given to Christ belongs to us through him. If we will exercise it, if we will use the power that we have, we can help the Lord by carrying out his will on earth and his will because he came to set the captives free. The people that are bound, that are in bondage to addiction, to pornography, to whatever he came to set free, we can help by doing this warfare. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. There are two commands in that scripture, submit and resist. Submit to God means do what you're supposed to be doing. And resist means when the devil brings temptation, turn away and resist. And then the devil will run from you. It does not say the devil will flee from Jesus. It says he will flee from you. So let me say something right here. If you pray and ask, Lord, please run those demons off or please make those demons leave me alone. You will not get an answer to that prayer. The reason is because Jesus already did his work. He did his work on the cross. He sacrificed himself to gain back the authority that Satan got when he talked Adam and Eve into sinning against the Lord. It's not the Lord's job to save us from the demons. He already did that. That's our battle. That is why he left us the weapons in Ephesians chapter 6, because he knew we would be going into battle. And he knew there would be a battle. 
I don't want to see any of y'all wearing yourselves out praying prayers that will not get answered. And by the way, that word flee, the devil will flee from you, means to run as if in terror. It means he will be scared half to death of you. He'll be shaken in his boots. The devil is terrified of every believer who knows they have authority and knows how to use it. If you are one of those people, there is a wanted poster in hell with your photo on it, and you should be really happy about that. By the way, there's a man listening to this show, and you've been believing for something. I don't know what it is, but the Lord says you've already got it. You already have it, so start using it. One of the big problems with authority is though the Lord gave us power, sometimes like Eve, we give it away. Let's say the doctor tells you that you have such and such disease. Okay, so you decide you're going to take dominion over it and drive it out since you know it's trespassing on God's property, right? So you start battling it and telling it, no, you cannot stay and casting out the symptoms as they appear. Good job. But then you tell your friends, you call everybody up and you say, yeah, Dr. So-and-so said I have such and such and I, I better prepare myself for the worst. You just agreed with the enemy and opened the door so wide to him that now He's no longer trespassing. You let him in and you establish the disease by speaking it. You decreed it. And in Job, it says, if you decree a thing, it is established. Anything you speak, you are decreeing. So don't say things about your kids like, yeah, he just is in rebellion. He's never going to get better. He's going to end up in prison. Do not say those things about your kids. Say good things. Say, yeah, well, you know, there's some challenges, but we're working on that. And God's touching their heart. And yeah. When you spoke that of that disease, you established every symptom of it. You claimed it. You gave it permission to come in with all those symptoms and make itself right at home. And if you think for one second Satan is not going to take that opportunity, think again. He's not going to miss that. If you want to stop the attacks on your life, then stand up and stop them. You have the authority to stop every assignment against you. Every attack on you is an attack that Satan sent against you to harm you or do harm to your family or to your children, to your finances, to your job or whatever. You have the authority to cancel those assignments. And by the way, let me tell you how to cancel assignment while we're on it. You can cancel all the assignments that have been sent against you. Like um, like I used to do this every morning. I don't usually remember now. In Jesus' name, I cancel every demonic assignment that has been sent against me, and I cancel every demonic attack that has been sent against me. In Jesus' name, I crush them under my feet and kick all the ashes off into the deepest pit in the abyss. Go now with all the demons that assigned under you in Jesus' name. Let's say you have a teenage son or daughter, and you think they are starting to use drugs. Assume that there is an assignment from Satan to get your child addicted to drugs and possibly kill them and cancel those assignments. Cancel them in Jesus' name and also say, I decree that so-and-so will live and not die. Live and not die. That scripture is also the most powerful thing you can use when you are confessing anything for someone who has suicidal thoughts, by the way, because that one shuts it down. You have the authority to cancel those assignments. Stand up and cancel them in the name of Jesus and command the demons assigned under them to go back to hell where they belong in the name of Jesus. If there's a curse on you, break it and send that back down there too. If there's a sickness on you, cast it back down there too, along with the demons and throw it back on the devil. Command it to leave you until it has to go and get on Satan. When Satan dares to put a mountain in the path of an honest-to-God anointed child of God, we need to run to that mountain and command it to be cast into the sea. We need to command it to come down in the name of Jesus. No mountain can stand in our way if we command it to go in the name of Jesus, except mountains that are there for God's purposes. And then you will still be able to command them too as soon as you see it is that he is showing you.
occasionally the Lord will let mountains spring up in your life. He will let a problem appear in your life because there is something you need to learn. You've heard me talk about the wilderness. I talk about the wilderness all the time because I've been there so many times and because he took me into the wilderness to teach me so that I might teach you. So he takes you in to bring you out. The Bible says he took me in to bring me out. The Lord led the children of Israel into the wilderness to bring them out into their promised land. So if he takes you into something, look for what he's trying to show you. When you get it, he'll bring you back out. But until then, you need to be exercising your authority and commanding those things to move because he will teach you how to move mountains. As you do these things, you get revelation on spiritual warfare and about the demonic attacks in your life. Every battle you fight makes you stronger against the enemy and helps you learn more technique, more strategy to defeat all those attacks and assignments. As you exercise your authority, that's where I learned everything I know, y'all. I just kept exercising my authority. I'm like, okay, I know I got a right to do this. I'm just going to do it. God taught me. The Holy Spirit will come and be your teacher. He will come and teach you revelations. He will teach you things about what you're fighting so that you can get the victory over it. But the first thing you need to know is you already have the power. You already have the delegated authority to send those demons right back to hell where they came from. And you should be doing that every day. So you already have the power he delegated to destroy the works of the devil in your life. So get to it. Get those things out of the way. Let's get on with living the victorious life Jesus died to give us and honoring him by being free. He wants us to be free. Get those attacks out of the way so we can move forward and get into the blessings. I hope this has helped you. We're going to move on to uh, how demons afflict you and how to cast out demons in the next couple of episodes. And the, the fourth one that we do is going to be on curse breaking. I'm going to teach you about the four types of curses and how to break them off your life how to see what's there and and how to break them. So I'm hoping that this will be of great benefit to y'all and that you'll really get a lot of freedom from it. Thanks for listening. Jesus bless you. Y'all have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Praise Him Radio. You can contact me by mail at my new address, Inc. Glenda Lomax, P.O. Box 60, Glencoe, Arkansas 72539, or by email at jphtoday at gmail.com. JPH is not affiliated with any nonprofit organization, church, or denomination. Are there areas of sin in your life you just can't seem to overcome, no matter how hard you try? Many people live their whole lives under curses. Without understanding, they can be free. Learn what the scriptures say about curses and why they are still relevant today. Hosea 4.6 says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Learn how to defeat every curse through the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. If you have the knowledge, you can break curses off your life and start experiencing breakthroughs like never before. In the book Loosed from Chains of Darkness, you will learn the basics of four different types of curses. Loosed from Chains of Darkness is the most comprehensive curse-breaking book on the market today. 
Get your copy of Loosed from Chains of Darkness by Glenda Lomax, available on Amazon.com in print, Kindle, and audiobook versions. Do you know someone suffering from domestic violence or another form of abuse like verbal abuse? Did you know abuse has deep spiritual roots that cause abuse to be attracted to a person throughout their lifetime? Now, the Escaping Abuse Study Guide helps you discover and remove those spiritual roots so you won't be an abuse magnet. Get the Escaping Abuse Study Guide or get one for a friend. Available now on Amazon.com. Escaping Abuse Study Guide by Glenda Lomax. Available now on Amazon.com. If you ask anyone you know what the most difficult experience of their life has been, many will answer about a time of betrayal. All those called to walk the narrow path will at some point encounter Judas. How will you respond? Do you know how to recognize Judas when he shows up in your life? Can you keep Judas from bringing destruction to your life and ministry? How can you minimize what Judas cost you? Can you pass the test of absolute betrayal? Get your copy of The Judas Test, available in print and new audiobook, The Judas Test by Glenda Lomax, available now on Amazon.com. Sold out for 30 pieces of silver? In Exodus 21:32, it is the price of a dead slave. In Leviticus 27, 2-7, it is the price of a live one. Jesus was sold for the price of a bondservant. Precious Jesus, the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, why did Judas sell his friend out so cheap?